When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thanks for tuning into Americana Music Profiles. The next episode starts right now. Marina Rocks was seemingly born to a mom who was on a mission to make her a music star. She put a guitar in her hands when she was just a babe, and when she turned 12, her mom bought her a Marshall stack instead of a party dress. Marina joins us for this edition of Americana Music Profiles to talk about her latest album, Austin to Houston. Hi, Marina. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, Good morning. How are you doing? I am doing well. Thanks for taking the time to chat with us today. Glad to be here. You are in Texas, is that correct? I am. Born and raised there? Yes, native Texan, native Austinite. Never left, huh? Well, occasionally I make a few trips here and there, but it always pulled me back. So never left permanently? Oh, no. no. Yeah, yeah. Um, it seemed like you, uh, reading through your, your PR notes, um, there was never any question from your childhood, early childhood on what you were going to grow up to do. That that's true. Uh, it's, uh, I feel very lucky that uh, this is a path I've been on. I've been involved with music most of my life. I think if I understood correctly, um, you received a, a guitar really, really young from your mom. I did. I I got a uh, well. First, she bought me a, a guitar that was too big for me, and took me to a guitar teacher, and he said, uh, he made a suggestion, and, and uh, she got a, a three-quarter size. Okay. Uh, par- I guess, is that kind of like a parlor size? Yeah, yeah. I think they call it a backpacker size now, <laughs> these days. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> and and uh, so, away we went. <laughs> um, and, and that was kind of consumed your childhood normally you you think of young girls getting young girl toys and young boys young boy toys and and not often a guitar becomes the kind of the consuming thing yeah I, once again i have to you know credit my mom she was just she she loved music more than anyone i have ever Hmm. met then or now hmm. and uh, such an incredible ear that she had and loved all, all styles of music yeah um, um 
and she kind of got you a, again a, a rather um, unique gift uh, somewhere around your twelfth birthday, uh, which is again something that you don't expect a twelve-year-old to receive when she got you the uh, Marshall stack instead of a that's, party dress. Your notes say <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true. Yeah, uh, and uh, you know she was someone who, you know, in my house uh, she would play Mother Maybelle Carter. Mm, uh, cool. Uh, uh, Jimmy Rogers, uh, Bob Dylan, uh, Jeff Beck, uh, Hendrix, of course. Mm. <laughs> and uh, so I, you know, I had an electric guitar and uh, uh, acoustic guitar in my life from an early time. So. Did you play along with those records? Was that your your thing? I I did, but. <sighs> Probably before that, I she took me to a variety of teachers that she could find in, in Austin, whether it was uh, guys who did finger-picking style, and I had, you know, I was a little kid, and guys, I hadn't thought of this, but, you know, it was probably a little bit of a challenge to find then finger-picked small, mm. small enough to fit me. And, yeah. Uh, so I had metal finger pick on the index and middle finger and a thumb pick. And uh, she found a guy. I don't know how she found all these folks. Hmm. Know, this is before that <laughs> you could Google. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, I'd learned rail, railroad bill and, and um, uh, wildflower style from him. And then, then uh, one time we uh, went to Mexico and she went looking for an acoustic guitar with you know nylon strings and then found a classical guitar teacher mm. in Austin took mm. me to him and then uh, found guys that had more of a rock uh, uh, slant to them and an electric guitar and took me to them as well and she she'd sit out in the car in the Texas heat and wait wow wow and was this all in your your younger adolescent years? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What did what did your teen and young adult years look like during school? Was this something that was were you known as the the guitar girl the during school or musician? What did that look like for yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess so. I was in a I was in an elementary school junior high combination, and when I was in elementary school, maybe one of my my early gigs was, you know, a talent show hmm. for the school, and the junior high junior high choir director somehow saw me play, and he would have me accompany his his choir, and whether it was school functions or maybe traveling on occasionally on a school bus and, and uh, accompany the choir, and which was really neat you know some mm -hmm. of the material was, was harder for me mm -hmm. and uh, uh which was a good challenge and it uh kind of forced me to to read music some which my mom always wanted me to do more of but i probably didn't do as much as i should mm. and uh so yeah it was cool and even one of my choir teachers uh later on he he got some kind of coral shell portable coral shell to haul around uh, to different school functions so the choir could 
could hear themselves when they, they sang. It was really neat. So, hmm. pretty cool. What did you pursue post high school? What did you go straight into music? I uh, I went to uh, UT part time for a while, but I I still stayed in in uh, band. By then, I was playing in bands. And, mm-hmm. um, I don't think I sang it very much then, and. Mostly, I kind of segued into being maybe a side guy for other folks, or just a you know guitarist in the band mm-hmm. and sang a little bit, mm-hmm. and uh, was in some rock bands, and then uh, a band came along that was uh, con- con- uh, classic country, I believe, and uh, so I I got hired to play in that, and I had to do a lot of woodshedding I guess mm-hmm. <laughs> I uh, I would listen to uh, uh, Bob Wills music and oh, I cool. found a, uh, Amy Lou Harris album uh, Luxury Liner I, I can't remember if that's James Burton or Albert Lee that was mm-hmm. was playing uh, incredible hmm. incredible solo on there and I just then I started studying I think you know, records back mm-hmm. and forth, back and forth with the the, the needle and the uh, tone arm, and, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, and I got into learning some chicken picking, and uh, and one of the bands I was in was playing such a classic um, country that they even at times wanted me to play something called tick. Have you ever heard that term? I don't know that term. And what it was was uh, uh, with your right hand, you're muting the strings, but following uh, bass line. So you got kind of a going on. I wonder if that's similar to what bluegrass folks call chopping, where it kind of creates almost a snare rhythmic feel. Uh, I'm not sure, but it it seems like I came across, I don't know, there's like Buckhorn's recordings. I could be mm. way off on that, but maybe from that era mm-hmm. uh, uh, that you can hear that on there. Maybe it has kind of a lot of reverb mm. in it. But but anyway, so taught me a few bass lines. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, uh, and I, I think from maybe playing uh, finger-picking style, that when I segued into country bands, that I I brought in uh, my middle finger in picking uh, country flavored leads, and I and I still do that today in in whatever genre I'm playing. Now, that is just kind of it become a part of my playing. I don't just use the flat flat pick. Mm-hmm. Now you spent uh, a good chunk of your career as a rock and roll musician, right? Like yes. pr- pretty, pretty, pretty heavy stuff. Oh goodness, uh, um, humble pie, uh, Joe Satriani. Yeah, yeah. Steve, Steve Ray Vaughan okay. material, and then I started singing more and, um, kind of power trio type things and uh 
didn't really use my Marshall too much for that. It, Marshall stack was just too big for smaller venues. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up getting a uh, Fender ProSonic uh, amp. I think that's two 10-inch Jensen's in it. And uh, could get a really good crunchy tone. It was versatile. You know, if you're playing rock or country, you want it clean. And you can just kind of overdrive the amp. I'm not much of a pedal person other than the delay and mm-hmm. a foot switch to turn on the amp's uh, tube distortion. How long did that band last for you in that genre of music? Maybe maybe 10 years. Okay. And then you kind of made the shift then into where you are now with the new record. Um, yes. Into this Americana feel, right? Yes. Yeah, and My, the uh, new album is Austin to Houston. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, tell us about that a little bit. Well, I made native Austin night, but I uh, several years ago moved to the Houston Galveston area, and I. Uh, my mom stayed in Austin, and uh, I was back and forth to, from from Houston to Austin, and uh, kind of looking out after mom. She started to have some health issues, mm. and, uh, so uh, I started kind of segueing into more of a singer songwriter thing. I had, I had been writing songs along the way, uh, um, and they didn't always fit uh, uh, a rock band <laughs> and uh, you know sometimes I had a friend of mine said why don't you write more like how you play I was like I don't know hmm. I'm just writing what I know you know it's songs often about life I'm not real good at manufacturing songs and um, so I I was kind of looking for a guitar that was kind of I guess going back to, you know, my childhood of a guitar that fit me. And uh, I think I had a Honer acoustic guitar and it was, it was just, it was big. And and anyway, I was in a a music store in Houston one day and I was talking to a rep in there. said, I want to find a guitar that's acoustic, but smaller and has great tone. And, and he was kind enough to introduce me to a representative from Godian Guitars who happened to be in there that day. And um, so we got to talking, and he said, well, send me your, your music. And uh, they liked it, and they gave me an endorsement. And, uh, so I ended up with this great Godian A6 uh, guitar. Hmm. That's cool. And that's kind of the centerpiece then for the new record, right? As far as instrumentation, it it is. Uh, there's just some. There's just something special about the tone of this particular uh, Godin. I have other Godin A6s, but I'm just I don't know. It's like a good pair of old shoes and this. But uh, and a lot of the songs I think I wrote uh, over the years, like "Stuck in the Mud," which isn't on the album, but because of the tone of that guitar, how it sounds. Hmm. It just kind of pushed me in that direction to write a song. Yeah, I was listening to the single Joyride, and it has a very 
Paul Simon-esque feel to it. That that sound, I, I think now that you're explaining that, is, is what I'm hearing in your guitar work on that song, is that just that nice, smooth, rhythmic feel. Oh, well, thank you. And I, um, I'm kind of new to capos the last few years. I've gotten better at it. And I put the capo up on, I guess, the 10th fret for Joyride, uh, Shine, which is on the album. And I just liked how it sounded off the face of the guitar. Not amplified. It just, it sounded kind of like a mandolin. Hmm. And, uh, and uh, sometimes when I'm playing live, I'll even just just turn off my my amp so you can hear that tone off off the face of the guitar. It has that mandolin, you know, kind of a little bit of a flavor to it. And uh, so, yeah. Uh, Are these all songs that you've written? Uh, uh yes, I wrote all of them except for Townsend Zent, so nothing. Hmm. Okay. And are these songs yeah. that you wrote specific, specifically for this record, or, or songs you've collected along the way? Uh, collect, collected along the way. Let's see. A few were new for the record, like uh, Joyride, uh, Sleepy Hollow, uh, Comeback Kid was a Kerrville New Folk finalist. Oh, cool. And, uh, won at Eddie Zadig, uh songwriting competition a few years ago. And I just sort of kind of updated it a little bit and uh, thought I would, you know, include it in the album. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I discovered after the album was done something that uh, called Nashville Tuning, and I, I wish I would have known about that when the pandemic hit I, and I was out of work. I thought, I'm going to learn how to record an album. And, uh, looking back, now I wish I would have known about the Nashville tuning and having that extra texture in in the recording because it yeah. kind of reminds me of a mandolin in a way. So. Hmm. Hmm. Um, what will you do in support of the record as far as traveling out, um, gigs specifically oriented towards your music or, or touring of some sort? Uh, yes, I... Uh, uh, Fortunate, I'm going to get to play at the Americana uh, Conference in uh, yeah, coming uh, up, yeah, coming up here in a couple of weeks. Yes, uh, September 15th, and then a few days later, uh, 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 Shine is uh, number four, I think, now on Radio Benelux in uh, uh, Belgium. So, kind of uh, here at the last minute, probably cause of that, putting together a little mini tour over there. Radio Benelux has been so supportive. And uh, so on the 17th of September, I'm going to fly to Paris, and the uh, uh, Paris Songwriters Group has invited me to come in on a Tuesday night there and uh, play a little bit and get to know wow, some that's folks. Cool. Yeah. Then I'll take a train up to Belgium. I've got some gigs starting to come in there, so I'm looking yeah. forward to that. That's awesome. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So if folks want to get in touch with you or they want to uh, check out the new album, what's the best way to make those connections? Uh, well, I, I have a website. It's marinarocks.com. And uh, the album, uh, 
will be up there in the next uh, few days if anyone's interested. And uh, my gig ske schedule's on there and some, some press and little information about me is also on, on the website. Awesome. Well, thanks, it's Marina. Yeah, go ahead. Spotify. Yeah. But all the, also on Spotify. All the, other, like all the regular servers? <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, great. Well, thank you, Marina. I appreciate it. Enjoyed uh, the music and uh, getting to talk to you about it a little bit more, and we certainly wish you well with it. Thank you so much. Thank you all. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the Internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.